Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about Nitro! Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm Axel Duggan. I don't know why I did that. Um, Aaron, we got a great iTunes review uh, from David Pick. Why is that so funny? It's just, we're going to, those things are so rare and they're so valuable <laughs> that that's the number one story. That's the number one if story. If you want to be the top story on Amigos, you just have to leave one review and you're in. <laughs> Tell us about this. I, I can't wait. What's the fellow's so name? So this is David Pick. The from, Pick. From the USA. He says, covering my all-time favorite computer, the Amiga, the show provides great reviews of Amiga games and provides updates on the latest news in the Amiga community. The hosts have a great report. Rapport? And inject lots of Don't humor into the, cons- the podcast. Keep up the great work. So thank you, David Pick. Thank you, Pick. We appreciate it. Um, or we- Pick's Pick. Very true. Yeah. Um, we got some uh, YouTube feedback from our boy Santar. He's a boy Santar. <laughs> Santa from another planet. He says, uh, this is about our second samurai uh, uh, game. And he says, I remember my version of the game, get this, having a bug that made the game just load the next level when you got game over. That's how I beat the game. I just died my way to the end credits. <laughs> wow. Man, we would be awesome at games if that was the way it went. I wish all my games were like that. Maybe on Xanthar's planet, that's the way it rolls. That's the way they do it. Um, Aaron, Amiga Ireland is next week. Wow. It's my. hard to believe. because are you? So we're warming up. Is that what this we're is? We're warming up. We're in training. Yeah, this is some uh, Black Bush Irish whiskey we're drinking right now from the Graham Vebke. The, the vineyards of Graham Vebke. Yes. Um, and... Uh, I just wanted to uh, tell everybody one more time that uh, if you are going to Amiga Ireland, say hello. I'll be there running around, acting crazy. Um, Hit boat with your shillelagh, please, <laughs> and film that. And I just wanted to thank one more time all of the fine folks that supported our GoFundMe uh, to send me to Ireland. So uh, thanks to Jason Warns and Darren Coles, Graham Vebke, Gary Hucker, Laurent Giroux, Duncan Styles, Pixels at Dawn, Edvin Helland, Paul Harrington, and Daniel Ryan. Very good. Thank you, boys. Yeah, thank you so much. And if you are interested in um, in funding the trip, the GoFundMe is still up. It's GoFundMe.com slash send the amigos to Amiga Ireland. You're gonna need another GoFundMe just to get the phone system set up. Over yeah, there. it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> I'm um, reading about that. So uh, I'm leaving on oh. Thursday, I'm going to be flying out of Charleston, West Virginia. Man, that's about, the craziest place to fly out of. That's too. right. Have you ever flown out of there before? Only about 16 million. You got to remember, I fly a lot more often. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but you lived in Boston for a while. I did. Yeah, I thought you might have flown out of there. Well, I've, I've flown out of many airports. What's it like flying out of Charleston? Because it's it's basically you, your own you top literally of you fly off the edge of a mountain. <laughs> 
you hope that the plane has really it was reached enough velocity so it can clear because when you take off there is nothing below how you. Do, how does it compare to? I mean, is there any other airports that are anywhere in the same ballpark of wackiness? Um, I've read that there's an airport in Malaysia that's even worse, but there's none that I've flown into personally that is as precarious as the Jaeger Airport. What's in creepier, flying into it or out of it? Oh, flying out of it definitely. Yeah, because you're just hoping you're going fast enough to uh, <laughs> to escape the mountain. And occasionally one of them don't make it. Yeah, and they yeah. right down the hill. Right down the right hill. On top of a church. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's what happened last week. Yeah. Gets smushed. Um, so, uh, oh yeah, and so what am I doing at Amiga Ireland? I wanted to tell everybody, right if you are going to be there, make sure that you're there on Friday night right after the orientation. The very first event on the main stage is going to be Amiga Trivia, hosted by me and my assistant, Pixels at Dawn. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> my lovely assistant. Oh, man. And so uh, we he are going to, we've been working out the deets. Uh, it's going to be, there's going to be prizes, there's going to be fun, it's going to be a joyous, raucous atmosphere. I saw some of those trivia questions flying by, and those looks like, there's all that stuff's pretty heady, Yeah, in my yeah. Opinion. So, uh, you're going to have to be a real smart cookie to survive now, Amiga trivia. let me ask trivia. you, uh, speaking of Amiga Iron, because we haven't talked, it's funny, we don't talk about this that much, we haven't talked about it that much. This is a big deal. I mean, it's a, this is a big convention or whatever, mm. right? I mean, it's one of the biggest ones there is, I right? think I think it is. How, what do you, are you, uh, um, how do you feel? I know you're happy and excited, but what do you feel in your gut? Because you, you're really going, you're the, you're going to be the wacky guy in a, in a stranger <laughs> in a strange land. So how do you feel about it? Well, you know, I feel a little bit of pressure because I'm going to be standing among the, uh, standing among the giants of the Amiga scene. And really, you're, um, you're actual detailed Amiga knowledge. How would you rate it? Almost nothing. Almost nothing. That's and what makes so, it great for me. Uh, I hope they, please, Lord, <laughs> please, sweet Lord, stream this somewhere Sorry, so I can like, watch a bunch of performance. Hey, Bo, what do you think about the 060 new accelerator card coming out? What do you think about these specs? Here's what I hope happens. About four, maybe even three trivia questions in, they're like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. How do you back that up? I just want to see your face. Oh! <laughs> Game help. over. Game over. Help me, Pixels. Help me, Pixels. My back. My back. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I plan on filming not only the, the trivia contest, but uh, there is going to be a bar area. I've kind of been scouting it out virtually where I hope to corral some of the heavy hitters and lure them to my, to my domain and, is that and what interview you call them. potential dates? <laughs> Well, Pleasant and you, uh, you found the bar. I'm going to lose some heavy hitters. Web sounds like you're going to go there to pick up women. Hey, you never you know. Your chicks heavy hitters. That's that's frightening. <laughs> <laughs> but look for some look for some interviews coming up. I don't know how much live streaming we're going to be able to do. Depends on how the Wi-Fi is over there. But um, definitely on my return, look for some new content going up. Now you're going to it's a hot, you're going it's a two day deal, right? Yeah, you're going to be there both days. Be there Friday and Saturday. Coming back on now, Sunday. Are you involved in any other? Did you? Are you still doing the uh, two events there, or just the one event right now? Well, right now it's the the only thing I'm on the main stage for is the is the trivia contest. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Is this like Lollapalooza? There's like it is. secondary stage where they get the freaks. Yep, <laughs> that's where <laughs> that's where I'll be. You'll My be web be lured playing, in, playing trombone while you're on a unicycle. <laughs> I thought about bringing my trombone. I hear there's lots of live music. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure the Irish would love it if some oh, loud man. American jumped on stage and started banging out on Wisconsin on just the trombone. Just start singing. Just start singing the, the Patreon list while you're there. To the tune of uh, Take Me Home. All right. There you go. There you go. You're in. 
Um, Aaron, uh, Amigo Aaron's weight loss wager is happening now. If you didn't hear about it's it last episode, <laughs> make sure you check out this the first few sentence, uh, first few minutes of last week's episode. We do the whole intro. Basically, you can sponsor Aaron, uh, however much per pound as he plans on losing 100 pounds uh, by Amigathon. So far, I'd like to thank uh, Tapes from the Crypt, John Cook. And Eep Schaller for pledging. Oh, Eep's in? Eep All is right, in. Man. He's way in. Uh, I'll tell you uh, that uh, this week, the first painful week of uh, Amigo Aaron's weight loss wager sucked. I'm hurting. I've been partially poisoned. You I'm fell victim still, to the sugar-free candy. I'm still in it, though. I'm You're not the only it. one. Yeah. Um, that's it. That seemed like a lot of that was a lot of a lot of housekeeping. We should say all sponsorship money goes towards uh, to the oh, children's yeah. miracle network. I, I, and not to my belly. I was thrown off. Um, so uh, <laughs> we just take the money, <laughs> throw a big banquet, and I load back all hundred pounds in one sitting. The email address is amigos and amigospodcast.com. That is the correct email address, oh, no matter what Aaron God. might think. Oh, when and are you leaving again, Bo? Amigo Aaron's weight loss wager in the subject line. That will help me find them because these are just pledges for right now. Once we open the go, or the, I'm sorry, the, um, oh, what's the platform? Uh, Extra Life. Once we open our Extra Life page, all of those pledges will go immediately to the Extra Life page. All right. Um, it's time to move on to this week's Amiga News. <laughs> right on, man. So. I will tell you, this was not a news-filled week, but we, we did the best we could. We actually put some stuff out, uh, so we'll talk about that as well. So let's start with, um, let's go all the way here, and let's talk about another Amiga event that, that you po- that you linked to, Boat, photos from this year's Amy West. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, uh, Amy West, is, is it out in California where that thing's held, Boat? Yeah, I believe that Amy West is in Sacramento. Now watch your um, boat try in, in vain to, uh, to find it. I have no idea where this post is. There it is. <laughs> it's right in the middle. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> I <did laughs> linked it wrong. So, <laughs> so that's a work in progress. But I, I, uh, Amy West, is, uh, I've, I've actually seen pictures of her before, and it, look, it looks like fun. Up to, and I read a report from a fellow that was out there. So clearly that was that. The, <laughs> but I need to fix the link on that. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going on in old Dick Estel's world. We'll so. work on that yeah. one. But uh, uh, there you go, Amy West. I would like to go out to that someday. It looked like a pretty. I, I looked at the pictures. It yeah. looked like a pretty happening event. Uh, how, how they draw? Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, there didn't seem to be any people in the pictures, so it's unclear uh, how many people actually came. Mm. But they had a bunch of different Amigas set up, and uh, they even had an Atari 8-bit. Mm. So I was glad to see that. That's because we're. I like to see the the, the two great giants of computing brought together, right, hand in hand, walking through a. Dandelion path. Walking right yeah. off the cliff like Thelma and Louise. Well, that's... Yeah, there you go. So, let's talk about keycaps. Okay. Those are There's exciting. nothing I'd rather talk about. Uh, Indie Retro News got their mitts, paws, uh, uh, their grubby hands on the new key, key uh, caps. They're for the 1200. They do a little review here and uh, look pretty solid. Yeah. You know, keycaps. Uh, these have been... Uh, I think these were kickstarted uh, back in the day. If I'm not mistaken, and uh, hey, they delivered, man. And Looks it, very they look, good. They look very nice. They go well, real uh, nicely with that black, with that black case. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I approve. So if you want to get the scoop on those, head over to our good buddies at uh, Any Retro News. I will say, Any Retro News popped. I think three different uh, uh, work in progress Amiga games that are currently coming out of pipeline. 
I never really cover work in progress stuff on here because there's so much of it and some of it you don't know what's going to come out. Mm -hmm. I learned my lesson from uh, Defender the Crown. <laughs> uh, it's put that way. Uh, but uh, um, um, they look good. They look like there's some good stuff coming out of Pipeline. And that reminds me. God, who was it? And maybe they're in the chat room. If you are, let me know. Someone informed me, I believe it was this week, that they had gotten their super copy of... Uh, uh, Rocket Ranger. Rocket Ranger. So I, believe, I believe that that was Tapes from the Crypt. Oh, was that Tapes yeah. as well? Now, I never even got no notification that they were shipping that. Mm -hmm. you know, did, did you ever... Well, I think that the shipping notification came several years ago, and it's just finally rolling out. So, <laughs> it's poor Sven. So, you Cinemaware... Know. Uh, classic, or they're called. They have the, uh, their own methodical way approach. Yes, yes. Because I mean, I would be interested in getting that. I was it, a big it, fan from of what I movie. from what I've heard of it, it involves printing the labels. <laughs> the labels coming out wrong. Waiting six months. Yeah. Printing the labels again. It's tough, boat. <laughs> would you ever tackle a project like never, that? Never, never in my life. Well, well, is it because you can't make any money, or because of the thankless public that comes after you with pitchforks and torches? Yes. All that stuff. Yes. Also, the lack of any ability to program or know how to do anything like that. Mm -hmm. All those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's a good reason. Let's talk about people that do know what the hell they're doing. Okay. And these are our good buddies over at the Retro Hour. Oh, yeah. Right? These Retro, are the real pros. Retro Hour. I believe uh, uh, the fellow said this is they were, uh, they had celebrated their third anniversary, I believe is what he said, uh, with this uh, show. And um, this show is about. Uh, they, they speak with one of the fellows from the old CU Amiga magazine. Now, you'll recall, Bo, that I got a, uh, a bushel of magazines. In fact, we just got a couple of different tapes, and I got uh, some magazines recently. We've had some magazines sent to us in the past, tons of magazines. And I've been looking through a ton of these here recently, and I can see why they were so endearing. Uh, but uh, uh, CU Amiga is not one that I've gotten to look through I don't think I've got any. I may have a physical copy, but I'm not sure. I've looked through them on PDF. So I'm, this, to me, I'm not like all in on this, but it was still an interesting interview with these guys. They talked about just based on the weight, the environment, in the time of what was going on. You can't go wrong with the retro hour. They're always good, but I, I figured this would be of a, a lot of interest to a lot of people that listen to us. So stuck it up there. Uh, let's talk about some stuff that we uh, chucked together. Our good buddy, the, the Dream Catcher, has an article up. Uh, about a game that basically is a sort of a, a jacked-up, cloned-out Miami Vice game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, did you watch Miami Vice back in the day? Would it surprise you to know that I've never seen a single episode that of would Miami not Vice? surprise you because it's got everything in it that you don't like. <laughs> it's got drugs, murders, mm. violence. It's got people, uh, uh, you know, sporting a, a sports coat with some with some, you know, pastel-colored I do like the pastel whatever. logo. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I was not a big Miami Vice fan either, I'll be honest with you. It just, it just didn't do it for mm -hmm. me. But, uh, there, sure enough, there's a game... Is that, that John Stamos? Uh, I don't know. No, that's... No. Oh, no, of course not. That's the lead character. Oh. Uh, what's his name? Don... Uh, help me out here. Buddy. Johnson. Yeah, is that yeah, yeah, Don Johnson. That's right. Well, then why'd you ask me? Well, because I thought now, it was John Stamos. I thought that was Don Johnson. Name? What's the other guy's name? Are you sure that's not Don Johnson? He no. looks like that Don guy looks Johnson. like Harley Race. No. <laughs> now, what's the what's his partner's name? Do you remember his partner's name? The actor. You mean the actor? No, I, I don't know. know. I only know about Don Johnson. Isn't it Scrub Scruggs and something? Earl Earl, Earl Scruggs. <laughs> no, I don't think that's a see. I sound like you in this segment, and you sound like some oblivious guy. And so we swapped roles. 
Let's move on. Let's get the heck out of Miami Chase. Tubbs is his name. Thank you for your I, lunch. I, I, I uh, strongly urge you to uh, check out the DK. You know, he knows far more than us, which ain't saying much. Um, so, me and Boat last week did a little show. Oh, this is this is uh, uh, actually pertinent to this uh, podcast. We did a show uh, in Certain Disc 2 last week, and... The, the jut of it, the main theory I've had come up with, is that the PC Classic, the little PC Mini that we've talked about on and off, um, they released a video a couple weeks ago. It was like an update. And one of the things they mentioned was that the PC Classic wasn't just going to run PC games. It was going to run PC games and, P- and games that were appearing on other types of computers in that era. Mm-hmm. And let the conjecture fly. And so me, I told Bo, it's like, I think what this is, is an avenue to have Amiga games appear on the PC Classic. And uh, I, I, we speculate on that topic, among others, mm-hmm. uh, involving the PC Classic. And uh, I noticed that Bo pointed this out to me, that the, our previous video about the PC Classic, 30 DOS games we demand appear on the PC Classic, uh, Unit E, the guys making the uh, PC Classic, actually left a little comment. Like, they watched the whole video, and they liked all the games that were on board. I'm telling you, when I read that list that you made, I was like, this is well, a Well, we teamed up on that, to be wow. honest with you. No, I had, trust me, your part list was smushed right into mine. When we, I got rid of some of my stuff. So it was definitely a team effort. Uh, but uh, it's interesting to know those guys are listening. I think that's nice. And this, I'd say the video they put out didn't get as much... Uh, uh, hype as the last one did. Of course, the last one they did, everyone just got on there to hate on it. Right, right. So I guess they got it all out of the system. But I think there's a chance that the, the PC Classic could be a decent little mini, and it could bring something different to the table. And what they could bring differently, uh, if they if they do it right, is something you could localize and maybe have some more obscure stuff when you get away with it, because anything you get on it past the original 30 games are going to be it's icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're going to have a, 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 a disc which is actually an SD card of Amstrad, or a disc of uh, uh, Amiga, or even a disc of like a French computer, or maybe something like the 60, X68000. Something you can sell in different areas to mm-hmm. mean something to people. Mm-hmm. So it's speculation. I would love for the guys at Unity to uh, to give me the high sign and say, yep, you're on it. But I'm not sure they even know exactly what they can and can't do. But if you, and I'll summarize with this, if you, it, we've talked about the Amiga, uh, many and whether it'll ever be shipped and I have my doubts but the quickest way to an Amiga Mini living room style kick back and play a joystick hooked up to your TV would be a, a device like the PC Classic. You don't license any of the Amiga logos, you don't license the Amiga trademark name all you do is is, is license the uh, Kickstart uh, ROMs from Cloanto and I've been told that they're willing to deal on the on those ROMs, they're willing to license those out at a, at a very fair price, and then all you've got to do aside from that's license out the actual games from the people that made them, and mm-hmm. you're in. Mm-hmm. So it's a clear path to go that route. So I would like to see that happen. We'll see. Yeah. So, but that's something we speculated on. Um, if you want to check that out again, that was last week's insert this too. Um, we also uh, me and the me and the Brent <coughs> got together and did a little show. Uh, called ARG Presents, and this week's uh, topic was 80s, late 80s arcade games. And wouldn't you know it, we both picked similar games from the same developer. 
which was uh, Tato, and we picked, uh, Brent picked Kadash, or Kadash, as he called it stupidly and wrongly. <laughs> what do you call it? Um, and be correct. I, well, I would, I would call it Kadash. Now, have you ever played Kadash? No. Uh, really? I've never played Rastan. Really? No. Holy smokes. Well, you're missing out, dude. Uh, these are two. Well, well, I'll tell you, in my earlier days, <laughs> you know how there's raster graphics? Yeah. And I thought that this game was raster because it used raster graphics. Uh, I bet that's probably where they got the name. Mm. Uh, both these games have, like, muscle-bound... Uh, uh, Conan types. Well, I mean, you, you don't have to play that in, in, in Cadash, but mm. uh, you uh, it's a fantasy adventure game mm. where you go out and fight bad guys. Yeah, with various it looks very cool. Weapons. And Rastan has one of the all-time great musical themes. It mm. really, truly does. So if, even if you don't play the game, you should go out of your way to listen to the, to, to the theme song from because it's, it's awesome. So anyway, if you're in ARG, uh, you will uh, you will dig this. And I will say, as a special spoiler, uh, we spun the wheel in this episode, and the game we're going to be dip, double dipping. It's funny because it'll be uh, uh, the week you're going to be gone. Uh, we're double dipping, and me and Brent, well, next week, are going to be covering games. This is really just a way to ease me out of the whole picture. Well, I'm, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> me and Brent are going to be covering games on the Amiga CD32. The wheel has spoken. So, after the 80s, we'll be, in fact, this weekend, we'll be filming the Amiga CD32 episode. We're going to do games that we haven't done on this show and that are uh, uh, not available on a non-CD32 Amiga, you know, unless you use HD load, WHD load mm-hmm. or something. So, that's all I got, Boat. That's okay. all the news. Well, cool. Well, uh, I just want to promote two uh, videos that I put up <coughs> this past week. Uh, I played Elite twice. <laughs> the first time, I did not know how to play, and I blew up multiple times. I watched that first Elite video, and, and I loved it. <laughs> this, I, I loved it. I cackled with delight in watching that. The second time I played Elite 2, I knew what I was doing, and I blew up multiple times. I haven't watched the second one yet, but it, that's going to be on tonight's viewing. That'll be good. <laughs> so uh, if you're into, uh, and of course there's a lot of gold in the chat room while all this is going on too. So uh, if you're in the mood to watch me play some Elite 2, uh, I would probably recommend you start with the second video. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> I, That's a lot. I put on a little bit more of a, an entertaining show. But, uh, man, Elite 2, you know, we're going to be covering that here in the yeah. end of February. That uh, I cannot wait. I can't wait to talk about Watch it. Watch the first show first, trust me, because it don't listen to both. It's, it's, that's high comedy. And the poor people in the chat room, I, can just, I know they were banging their heads up against yeah. the monitor yeah. on the floor. People were cursing. Was... This is why I don't do that, because I, I know I'd be, fr- I'd be much more frustrating than you. I can't think direction, clearly. All right, Aaron. It's time to move on to this week's game of the week, <laughs> Nitro. Nitro. So, had you played this one? No, I never heard of Nitro, <laughs> uh, other than the town near by where we live and the wrestling show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So, and I had not played this one either. So, uh, before I start, so Nitro, um, it came out in the uh, fine, fine year of 1990. Mm. Uh, one disc. And this one was published by Psygnosis, and I think it was, I don't, I could not find a developing house on this one, so I think this was developed by some guys, basically. Uh, it's, and this happens sometimes where they don't have a developer listed, and I couldn't find anyone listed, at, like, as a developing house mm-hmm. on this one. Uh, I will say the guy, uh, the, the, the one of the guys, the big guys behind it was uh, Jamie Woodhouse. Uh, now... Uh, you won't be surprised to know that he also did ATR, which we, oh, okay. you know, we've talked right. about, and Quack, uh, which is a very uh, uh, well-regarded game. Um, 
This game is a overhead racing game. It's sort of in the vein of a micro machines. Micro machines, supercars. Uh, more, you know, not uh, more realistic. It's like I said, it's closer to supercars mm -hmm. than, uh, than it is micro machines. Um, one of the gimmicks this game has, and I, I'm trying to think what other games might do this. Maybe Iron Man Stewart might allow you to do it, but. This game allows three simultaneous players. Yeah, you know, aside from um, <coughs> Super Off-Road, I can't think of any other three-player games yeah, that's, that's off the top odd, of my head. That's an yeah. odd one. Uh, now, you're always going to have four races on the screen, but you can have three actual players. Um, the uh, uh, This game was just ECS-OCS, and the only uh, other version of it was on the Atari ST, which I'll admit I, did not, I didn't look at because, eh, you know, right. mostly almost always the same. This game was sort of famous for being uh, included in the 1991 Monster Pack Volume One, and now listen to this lineup. Uh, Infest. This is also this is a Psygnosis Pack, by the way. It's a compilation including Infestation, Nitro, and Shadow of the Beast. That now, is a strange. I don't know how <laughs> strange bedfellows. This isn't really a Monster Pack, but it is what it is. So. This game for a uh, for a, for a game that is just a rate top down racing game. I'm not gonna say it's got a, a unique backstory, but it's goo it's a goofy it's a goofy game in mm -hmm. some ways. Uh, it's no frills as hell. All right, if you stop me when you disagree, uh, when you it, you load up to uh, it, I disagree with you right off the bat. Oh, okay. I mean, no frills in what way? Can you explain? I mean, there's, there's not a lot of options, or I mean, you basically come up to a screen where you hit enter to start, and then you enter your initials and you start playing. Okay, that's what I'm. Mean. Okay, there's no like. There's, but I mean, I mean, you can choose your character. There's not a whole lot of racing games you can choose your character. Well, um, you're right, you, but I'm saying that there's no like special options. There's like we played games that gave you like a higher resolution version. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's definitely like not like um, skid marks where right. you can choose. Yeah, right, right. But I mean, you do get some options right off the bat. You can choose your character and you can choose the type of car that you race. Well, when I use the joystick, I got the I got one. I got always got the same. I was character. not able to. Uh, yeah, I was. I was not. Is that how? I, so you can't change your character. You, I thought I was just doing something. The wrong. characters, as far as I could tell, are married to what your okay. control. Sort of like um, X-Men. The first thing that makes this game look goofy is uh, the the, the players' pictures that you can pick from. Mm -hmm. You've got, uh, uh, when I play with just my joystick in the normal port, I would be a uh, robotic version of the Clint Eastwood's Spaghetti Western character. Yeah, these characters are right out of, um, oh, what's the name of that game that has the top-down shooter Chaos Engine. Well, it's right out of the Chaos Engine. Well, I mean, engine. they're just, they're Hollywood ripoffs. Yeah, That's but they're they like are. cyberpunk they're, versions. But they're, yeah, but they're robot versions, which makes this weird. Basically, picture Clint Eastwood in his cowboy outfit with pe little peels of his skin yeah. gone, and there's robot under This is there. the post-apocalyptic right? They're feature. like Terminators. Yeah. If you pick the character on the right-hand side of the middle, you get a Rambo, basically, and with the same, the, you know, with the robot. And then this is the real wacky one. Pick the left-handed character. You get James Bond, Roger Moore, which I don't get. <laughs> it's, it, I love Roger Moore, but there's a robotic Roger Moore as the as the as that as the left character. Mm -hmm. So those are your choices uh, when you play. And you, just, you know, I guess you can pick whichever one you want via what control mechanism you got. Right. Once you pick your character, you enter your initials. Something I learned pretty early in the week was. Uh, there's a set of initials you can enter that gives you starts you off with uh, a bunch of money and a lot more gas, which is what I did because I I I, uh, I was having trouble and I'll get into that in a moment. 
So once you enter your initials, uh, you, it allows you to pick from three cars. It's like a buggy, a sports car, and like a, uh, an indie car, mm -hmm. right? Right. And the, the, the actual choice is sort of important because the different cars are better on different types of land, all right? And, and they also have different fuel consumptions that's important to the game. Uh, so, uh, for example, the Formula, the Formula car does great on the road, but does bad <coughs> on like the desert, which, mm -hmm. as you can imagine, makes sense. You know, and the and on the flip side, the do, the the turbo buggies are not that good on the road, but they're good over cross country. Mm -hmm. They're better in the sand. You get the picture, right? Um, and you are you can switch between cars in between races if you got the money. <coughs> so um, once you pick your car. The game starts, and you're, it's just you and three other racers on a track, and this is not a reinvention of the wheel. It's a scrolling, over-the-head view of, of, of the racing uh, game. The, you go around a track. I mean, this, it's standard stuff. I don't, it's no really hard way to describe it. It's just like, a lot, just like supercars or anything else. Uh, this game has 32 levels. The one thing this game does have going for it, it's, it's spread over four different terrains. You've got, uh, and I don't know how many, did you see all the terrains, Boat? I saw the desert. I saw the nighttime. Is the nighttime no, count as a terrain? terrain. No. Okay. So you've got... <laughs> Is mayonnaise an instrument? You've got the city, right? You've got the cross, like the forest, basically, the, or, the, or the woods or cross country. Then you've got the desert. And then you've got, and I, I'll try to explain this, you've got a post-apocalyptic world. You didn't see that one at all, no. eh? So, and of course, like I said, the different cars handle better in different areas. Um, there, so that each area has four, each of the four different areas have eight tracks. Every, I think it's fourth track, you get a night track. The night track's the old gimmick. I believe. It's that Sega CD game. Huh? That Sega night, CD yeah, night track. Cute. <laughs> Dana, uh, what was that chick? Dana Plato. Yeah. Anyway, in night track, you all, you've got the old headlight gimmick. You can only mm -hmm. see what your headlights are shining on as you go through this race, and you can see uh, some like reflectors that are embedded in the road or like lights that you can follow. It's right. almost like Pac-Man. They're like dots that you can follow. And I can tell you, the night stuff, you would think they were really hard. They are hard, but actually it was pretty successful at night. Mm -hmm. It was during the day I had trouble <laughs> playing the game. So uh, in the game, you drive around these tracks, uh, and you uh, try to beat the other racers to the finish line. They're one lap. There's never anything more than the one lap. Uh, as you go through, you will. There's curves. There's uh, like in the city, you'll see just basically it's like a city streets with curves and there's little like mushroom things that just occasionally are being the road that they stop you and you disintegrate and they damage your car. They're very irritating, mm -hmm. though, aren't they? Yes, I do not like them. Uh, and they're there to you know, up the difficulty and make you go in certain directions. Mm -hmm. You'll also come across like uh, oil slicks. And this other stuff that's like, I don't know, it slows you down. I don't know if it's, it's sand it, or... Yeah. What do you figure that stuff is? Or goo? I think it's the goo. Yeah. Just your general goo. I hate you it when you're driving the down the street and someone has a, dumped a barrel of gum out and yeah. just run right through it. That's basically what it's up. So when you hit something in this game, you stop dead. And if you hit stuff enough time, your car starts smoking. And the more damage your car gets, the more jacked up it's it not is. Even enough, it's, it's not even hitting something enough times. If you hit something one time, your car will start to smoke. Well, it depends. A lot of that depends on if you pay to get your car repaired in between well, races. yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, well, I did. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, 
There are occasionally breaks in the railings on the track that you could sort of shortcut through. There are, there are sometimes there are variable paths. And some of the uh, tracks are get so complicated, they can be quite confusing, can't they, both, mm-hmm. uh, as you go through. Uh, the computer, uh, I will say, one thing I do like about the computer is the computer will also screw up. It will hit stuff. It will... I've been on some of the more complicated races where the computer is just... There's two cars ramming each other and spinning around in smoke, and they look totally confused. Um, Maybe the AI is... Uh... <clears throat> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's more realistic than most racing games. In fact, I saw one of the guys on Discord playing the same thing, that you don't feel like you're a total idiot, because mm-hmm. and sometimes you can actually screw the computer over. You can ram them into right. stuff. Mm-hmm. What I like to do on the, on the night tracks is let the computer jump out in front, and then, you just and then follow. I just follow them mm-hmm. and let them run into crap. Right. You know? And they will, too, which is, it, that's nice. And a lot of times these courses will have a whole bunch of, um, you know, those those bumper car or those bumper things. And if you let the computer go in front of you, they'll sort of get rid of all those things. Yeah. So in the second lap, you can overtake them. <clears throat> that's right. Um, so as you go around these these uh, items, you'll see stuff just laying out in the road, basically. And these, these are and they're basically power-ups. i got a list of them here. There's not a ton of them. So you've got a, a thing that gives you a... a, a Double headlights at night, which helps. That gives you twice as much view- viewing distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll get occasionally you'll see a green dollar floating around. If you right. get that, you'll get money, and money's very important. In the this. money flows. I mean, it, it really <laughs> moves across the screen too. Right. You'll see a, a an N like uh, like in a hexagon. That's a gives a little nitro boost, and uh, if you hit a P, you get extra points. Mm-hmm. There'll be a barrel occasionally rolling around. Right. If you hit the barrel, you get extra gas. Just run right over it. Uh, and that's important. That's how I fuel up. Uh, when you, when the race is over, it is it's not over till everyone finishes. It's not one of those where they just give you a break. Yeah. You got to finish, and then it goes through and gives whoever wins gets X amount of gas and some money, mm-hmm. and it goes all the way down to the last place, where you get basically hardly anything, a couple hundred gas. Gas, I believe, in a normal game you start out with two thousand gas points, and if you are horrible, that won't last long. If you're if you're pretty good, you can go a while on it. And when you win, you get a bunch of gas. And gas is like the most important commodity in this game because the game, no matter how many times you finish last, and Lord knows I can tell you, you could keep going as long as you got gas. Right. You know, this reminds me of when I lived in Huntington. <laughs> You'd be poor. I'd be eating. I'd be eating like pizza off of a discarded pizza box. But if I had gas, I could still get around. Still a chance. I'd get mm-hmm. out of there. So between after every race, uh, if you have at least one dollar right you got to have at least one dollar you will be allowed to go to the store mm-hmm. all right in the store there are upgrades for your car okay you can get a better engine a turbocharger a better tires uh, you can get a nitro boost you can get more gas and you can repair damage and you can also swap cars swapping cars is important if you've got if you picked your first car as the as the uh Dune buggy, for example, well, you got to get through the city, and the dune buggy sucks there. Right. It's not a dune buggy; it's a it's a Volkswagen. Sport it's a, buggy. Yeah, it's an off off road vehicle. So you're gonna gonna swap that out quick to get your, the proper car, and you also should always repair your car so you can take more damage. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have any money, you don't even go to that screen, and you can't even switch cars. Nothing; you just keep on trucking, and then it goes to the next level, and it, that's the game: rinse and repeat. Four levels of city. Four levels of country, four levels of desert or, or you know sandiness, and then four levels of the apocalypse. The apocalypse is real weird. Uh, 
There are craters everywhere. The sky looks weird. I mean, I wouldn't expect the apocalypse to look normal. Well, there are like fissures you. in the road. Yeah. There are uh, buildings that are jacked up. There's graffiti written like all over the, the place. I think it says yeah. like the end is nigh mm-hmm. on it. Uh, and you know, in between each level, as the game's loading, there's a picture. The first one is a picture of a city. Makes sense. Second one is a picture of like a pasture, right? Some trees. Third one, picture of some sand. Fourth one is a like a sandscape with a big light going off, like a bomb just dropped. That's so you know you're in a pocket. It's right. like the apocalypse. And so it kind of sets the stage before each scene. I thought that was a nice touch. I thought it was. Eh, the, I didn't think the pictures were all that great, and I thought it got old after a while. It did get Could old. they not give you something? Could yeah. they name the tracks? Could they uh, give you a different picture? I mean, this is the Amiga. You couldn't include. Uh, Something right. there, something and the fact that it does happen after every race, it does. Like it, I would it like to see the tracks action. named. For mm-hmm. example, I looked at that. Yeah, you remember we talked about uh, what's the ZX Spectre game we covered, where they had every room named. Yeah, like Manic Mine. Manic Mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that makes it. It's just a little bit of flavor yeah. that I like. So that was a kind of a missed opportunity. Um, again, you play this until you run out of gas, and that's the game. I mean, they they did not reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Now. So, well, go ahead and chime in, and I've got some extra stuff to say. Go ahead. What, okay, do, what well, do you think of it so far? I thought this game had a lot of things going for it. The fact that it is not a lap-based game makes it set apart from almost every other game. Um, the, you know, every race is just a race to the finish. Um, so, in the world, I mean, there's quite a few uh, top-down racing games out there. So, I was looking for things that made this game stand out. I thought the controls were perfectly serviceable. Yep. Um, I thought that the, the choice of... Um, the choice of vehicles makes sense, you know, like there's three different vehicles, they each have pluses and minuses, knowing how to use them. Um, however, to really play this game well, you have to be really good at it, because in order to play the game well, you have to have enough money to switch between cars when you when you go. And how much did you say? Did, did I, you? I don't remember talking, I think it's a, bu- I think it's a buck to switch, okay. I think. Um, my biggest problem with this game <laughs> was that once you sort of start doing badly, it's very difficult to dig your way out of the hole. Um, when you're playing this game and you know you you mess up on the first track and you don't have enough money to buy the upgrades that you need to repair your car, then you start to fall into the trap where once you hit anything, your car starts spinning out of control. You lose again, you lose again, and then at that point, you're just waiting for grim death. You're waiting to run out of that last drop of fuel. Yeah, uh, yeah. Once you start, if you start a race with like under at least a couple hundred fuel points, mm-hmm. you're boned. Yeah. Unless you get a bunch of barrels or get very lucky. Um, you know, we reviewed Supercars and Supercars 2 a while mm-hmm. back, which we both like. Mm-hmm. And I like Supercars 3, the unofficial PC port. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing we commented on was how odd it felt that this game had a bunch of weapons in it. Mm-hmm. Here's a game that literally has you uh, as a robotic cowboy or, or a Rambo. Mm-hmm. In a post-apocalyptic setting, and there are no weapons. Not in the game. to mention the cover of the game is you in a car holding a rifle. Yeah, it, it, it's so. you, and the car is all spiked up mm-hmm. and looking awesome. It's like a Mad Max looking thing. Now you can ram the cars in this, but I mean I don't know if you cause them any damage or if it's any significant damage, and you can't uh, augment your car with anything that would make the damage more. Mm-hmm. This is the it was in the Monster Pack Psygnosis game awesome cover. Where's the weapons, yo? You know, I mean, uh, uh, a machine gun or a uh, uh, or additional spikes or missiles, anything. Yeah. I think I agree with you totally. I think weapons did not fit the theme of supercars at all, and it is sorely needed in a game yeah. like this. Yeah, right. I, I, it, it's and it's here's a game that comes out, and like you said, there are many over the top 
racing games like this on the Amiga. Now, is this a bad game? Absolutely not. In fact, if you look at what's in that compilation, this is far away my the best of the three, playability-wise. Uh, and um, three players, you get a lot of points for that. There's no doubt about that. And some things change in a three-player game. I watched. I, I didn't get a chance to play with multiple people, but I watched it being played. And uh, you, when you, if one of the players is, falls off the screen, they get basically beamed back over. But it costs you a bunch of fuel. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And it also uh, there is a limit on how many cars, like how many cars you change times you can change cars. They put some stuff in to make it more fun. And three people in this would be, I mean, they're always, multiplayer on these are always more fun. That's right. So that, That's right. You, you can't discount that. I, I can't discount that when I'm reviewing the yeah. game. You know, I've got my opinions as the game as it stands as a single player game, but I know that this game is a million times more fun with some buddies. Right, right. Um, but all that aside, it's just, it's, it's a well done game, but I mean, it's more of the same. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't like, uh, if you said, hey, this is Supercars Basic or Supercars Revisited. Uh, 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 or, you know, I would be like, yeah, I, yeah, I can see it. I mean, uh, 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 the wiki for this says that they it's a, a very similar duplicate to a Sega arcade game. And I'll admit, I can't remember what the Sega game was. And I looked at the video of it. It looks sort of similar. I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a complete ripoff of it. It looked close. But it, there were tons of these over-the-head racers in the arcades, mm-hmm. on home computers. And... It, uh, Probably when this one was out, you would probably. This is not quite enough to make it a legend. You're going to need a little extra. If you're going to have an, a level on this that's post-apocalyptic, why is any other level not that? Right. Make the whole game post-apocalyptic. Something. Well, else. you know, I don't agree with that. Well, I mean, why not least, have variety? Well, okay, I, let me rephrase that. If you're going to have a level in a game that has post-apocalyptic elements, at least make all the levels. Uh, build up to that and give your guys weapons to make that all work together. Mm-hmm. In a post-apocalyptic world, you're not going to get together with your buddies and have a rally down to the streets. Right. It's post-apocalyptic, yo. Yeah, everybody's fighting for their life. Now, there's something else, and I mentioned this to Boat, and I'm going to ask everyone out there, because I, maybe I missed it. I don't get it. So, in the manual, and, I, and we talked about this earlier, they talk about getting extra points for hitting pedestrians. Okay, now, I talked to Bud about this earlier. I haven't talked to you since then. And he said he thought that was in there sort of as a joke. But it's mentioned a couple times. It's not just one time. It's several times. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Pedestrian 1 in any... I played every, like almost every level of this game. And certainly I played every... Uh, uh, you know, every, all I played all four of the different el- scenarios. I didn't see any uh, Pedestrians. I didn't see anyone to hit. So if they're in here, they're well hidden. I would think we might have some kind of like... Uh, Carmageddon style thing, which that would have spiced it up too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if pedestrians are supposed to be in it and they got yanked. Maybe that's the case. Maybe they wrote the manual <laughs> before uh, before they, they made the game. Now, uh, um, I looked on the net to see if anyone had ever mentioned, like, hey, where are the pedestrians? And I couldn't see anyone talking about it. So either it was a very stupid joke that no one gets, or they wrote that manual before they finished the game, or it got yanked at the 11th hour. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it goes. If you if you ever find a pedestrian here to hit, let me know. Now, if the game had had pedestrians to run over, a la Carmageddon, then you might have something. That's something none of these other games have, as I'd like a lot of people to run down, like a Carmageddon. Well, I think uh, that that would fit this game. That would exactly. fit the theme of this game too. You could even get away with not having weapons if you could run over 
you know, death ray style run over. Uh, listen, I know it's not savory, but I'm saying it's something different. You know, you agree? Well, I, I mean, you know, what what does running over people get you? I mean, does it, is it just like a points thing? Chuckles. Or? Okay. It gets you points. And according to the manual, it would have gotten you points. Yeah. So, it, but I mean, what are points worth in this game? <coughs> I mean, I mean, like, you, there's a there's a leaderboard. Is there is there a leaderboard there with is, points on it? Yeah. Okay. At the end, it's a leaderboard. Uh, um, it would be to be more points. Plus, mm -hmm. you're playing your buddy. Uh, you got to get them points. Um, so that's one. I would love. I found an interview with uh, uh, with the uh, the fellow uh, Jamie Woodhouse, and he didn't. It would just didn't come up. It was killing me. I looked at. I read a bunch of interviews. If I see him at Amiga Ireland, I'll ask him. Like I know he loved D Paint. I know which computers he started on. Mm -hmm. Awesome, but I don't. It, not once did I find out why there were no pedestrians in here when they were mentioned. So if anyone's got that information, let me know, and we'll mention it on the show. Um, some of the boys in uh, Discord found out that the the same fellow Jamie uh, had basically released a very similar game to this on iOS. Uh, and it's a it's a racing game. I think I've got the name of it written down here somewhere. Uh, did you did you notice that or watch the video? I, I didn't see it, but I can't remember the name of the game. Uh, apparently, some folks on Discord tried it and they they, they had high praise for it. Yeah, yeah. So. It, I watched the video of it uh, and uh, oh, retro racing. That's okay. what it's called. Uh, retro racing on the uh, now. Unfortunately, it was only an Apple thing, and I think it was probably released a few years ago. But it looked just like this, except slicker. Mm -hmm. You know, it looked very similar to this. Uh, also, it looked like there were no weapons in it either. Uh, but uh, I think it's a uh, overall, it's a it's a good game. It's a fun game. Would I pick this over supercars? This probably it does play pretty well. I mean, uh, it's tight controls. But uh, supercars I had to. I, it's funny we didn't like the weapons in supercar, but now that I don't have them, I want weapons. <laughs> uh, and I think supercar the levels were a little more interesting now. Uh, this game, I never. One thing about this game that I didn't have in supercars is in this game, I never thought I couldn't tell what was happening. Mm -hmm. In supercars, that happened a lot where your car would be under something for a long period yeah. of time. Yeah. They do. They handle it more uh, effectively in this game. Absolutely. Uh, when you're when you go under something, you're not under for a while, and you can't really. Once you get under it, you can't screw around and get stuck in it. Mm -hmm. Now I did get a couple sections where I. Uh, if you hit an oil stick, you kind of spin around. If there's too close, you could be give me ping pong in it for a while like an idiot. I've done that, and that's kind of frustrating. And there are some areas, like I said, some of the maps you go across land and you just get lost. You know, it's real complex. Uh, but overall, it's a tight game, but it's nothing what I would call revolutionary. Right, right. Well, we've heard what you think. We've heard what I think. Let's hear about what our Patreon community thinks. So uh, we gave them a chance to sound off on Discord. Um, I'm going to read some of these, and I'd like you to read some of them just to okay. break it up a little Sounds bit. Sounds good. Graham Vebke says, uh, top-down racer, which at first seems not as approachable as micro-machines, but give it some time. Learn the tricks and upgrades required to beat the 32 colorful levels, and it's one of the few games allowing three-player co-op racing. Uh, 7.5 out of 10. Uh, Barkbit says, top-down racer that requires precision handling, fast reflexes, and some practice. The fact that the computer-controlled cars can screw up a bit makes it a bit less frustrating than its peers. It's like you said. Six out of ten from BarkBit. Chrisfold says, Great top-down racer that requires razor reflexes. Once you learn the tracks and tricks, you can easily enjoy all the levels. If it just zoomed out a little, it would be near greatness. Seven out of ten. All right. Aaron, why don't you take over from Matthew right there. Matthew Perone 
Great racing game with a nice variety of environments, awesome music, and a three-player simultaneous option. The biggest con is the lack of multiple laps, and they can make it real hard on the on the a couple first tries. Seven out of ten, that's true. Uh, Duncan Styles, the dunk. Uh, with too many obstacles and not enough time to react, this is a racing equivalent of the Pixel Perfect platformer. Well presented, lots of good ideas, addictive but infuriating. Six out of ten. And lastly, the Pixel Pixels Don, a fun little racer and very punishing if you go wrong. Suffered a little bit on later levels by not ha having a clearly marked track. I agree, and forcing you to follow the AI, but fun all the way to the end. One last thing I want to mention too that I forgot. Uh, I tried this uh, initially on um, Cloanto's Amiga Forever, and I don't know if it's a version I had on there, but every time I got to the second level, my car handled like I was a, a, a drunk on payday. Like I was like, I could not <laughs> steer it. I thought, man, what a, I stink. Mm -hmm. So I went to the actual Amiga, and then I played it on uh, uh, the uh, the company's version. I did not have that problem. So mm. I don't know what was going on there. Weird. Weird. Yeah, very strange. Well, um, what did the magazine say? The pros. Well, uh, the p folks over at Lemon gave it a 7.72. <coughs> uh, and uh, while we're talking about Lemon, a uh, special shout out to Lemon Tube, uh, who uh, left a very nice comment under one of our videos. Uh, this uh, is a Lemon Tube Amiga, the YouTube channel. That's right. And we love Lemon and Lemon Tube a lot. And uh, uh, they don't get enough praise. And mm -hmm. so we will once again state our impassion for them. Uh, Amiga Action gave this a 78. Amiga Format gave it a 84. And AUI gave it a 79. And CU Amiga gave it an 82. Mm. Um, so I'd say, yeah. C pretty pretty aligned. B, yeah. yeah. Uh, I looked up on eBay. There's a lot of, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, uh, copies in the States of this. I saw uh, a bunch. In fact, I bid on one because it was so cheap. <laughs> but I found there's a new in-box uh, copy going for 25 bucks and a, a factory-sealed copy going for 18 bucks. So you can buy a factory-sealed version for less than a new in-box. Well, I uh, I bid on that one. Mm. So I may be getting that. I'll, I'll Maybe we'll give it away. Maybe so. And then in the UK, it's weird. This one, there's a ton of these. And I, I saw them going from... Uh, 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 for thirty bucks, fifty bucks, fifty-seven bucks. There's not. I, I, they were more expensive in the UK. I don't, I don't know what that means, Bo. To be honest with you, maybe they made a lot more here. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's that's a strange one, man. I don't know. So uh, we got some new Patreon supporters this week. Really? Yeah. All right, man. Uh, we'd like to welcome to the fold, counting virtual sheep. Very good. Um, Bernard Quinn from Ireland. Very good. Hey, you gonna say hi to him when you're over there? Yeah, thank you. Sorry, we actually announced him last week, but I left him out of the Patreon song, oh, so I wanted to give him no. an extra. And Andy Craig, welcome, welcome in the chat with us right now. Um, and we'd also like to welcome Adam Bradley, former Amigos supporter, now a member of the Amigos Game he Selection Committee. The, he stepped up to the big table. That's right, that's thank right. You. So regarding last week's Patreon song, Aaron... Um, I had no idea. No one, no one, no one guessed it. Um, <coughs> I blame myself it's in some you ways. Should. In some <laughs> ways. Um, the, the song was, um, come on, people now, smile on that the brother. That was the song? Well, the problem was is that in the middle eight, in the bridge of the song, I accidentally put in the bridge from If You're Going to San Francisco. Um, so that was that was my bad. Got I got the two songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love both those songs, but man, I didn't get them both. Yeah. If anyone would have got those, it'd been me. Nobody, nobody uh, wrote in. So I'm going to try and go a little bit easier this week. You go to sing like uh, "Ba Ba Black Sheep" or something. <laughs> well, 
let's see if you know this one. If, as always, if you know the um, the Patreon song for this week, uh, you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. So here we go. Counting virtual sheep, Bernard Quinn, Retro Man, Cave Tim, Drew Daniel Williams, Robert Edgerton Third, Simon Rose, Joseph Harrison, Kyle Etterob O'Hara, Howard Nibs, Matthew Larimore, <laughs> Andy Craig Shans, Darren Lomax, Colin 419, Barkbit, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook, Dan Ross. Leaf Kalon, Alan Kebab, Chekote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRocher, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CTZ, The Slow Norris. Stefan Sorgord, Mortensen, Edwin Helland, Blindo 75, Christopher Hassel, Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Laurent Giroux, Graham Vebke, Brent Out, Elaine Dinson, Adam Batters, B. O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Alan Kebab, Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy Wombertstadt, Daniel Bingston, Brutal, Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warren's Pixels at Dawn, and Kjolbjorn Barman. Beautiful. Beautiful. You'll be killed when you get over there. I'm, I'm thinking about making that my opening act. You'll be killed. You'll be brought in. <laughs> that will be the end of you. <laughs> Aaron, next week I'm not going to be here. Um, you're going to have to carry on One without show, me. All singing, all dancing, <laughs> nude review. <laughs> and at the same time, review Dungeon Master. You can turn that into something weird. Dungeon Master. All right. I am a Dungeon Master, so I, you know I'm going to love it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you and I believe the Brent will be taking the a Brent look at this. will be we'll, we'll having a go at this one. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. should be good. So, uh, guys, thanks for watching. We want to thank everybody hanging out with us in the chat. We record this show every Friday at 5.30, except for next week, which we won't. Um, on YouTube, uh, we've got uh, Retro Tech and Toys, Edvin Helen, Duncan Styles, Paul Harrington, 
Necronom, Ricky DeRocher, uh, anybody else that was hanging out in the chat and uh, free lunch. did yeah, free lunch. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us uh, live on the show. Um, guys, have a great week. Keep on playing the Amiga. We'll see you next time. Until then, adios. adios.